episode 27 of Better. Hey there, welcome to the podcast today. I hope things in your life are going well. I just got back from Newport Beach and had such a great time there with my family and came back just in time to celebrate my grandbaby's second birthday. Y'all, I can hardly believe that Penelope is two years old. My goodness, I say it all the time, but time flies. Y'all, let me just take a moment to say this. Enjoy time with your family. Enjoy every single day. And, and you know, don't just spend time with them, but really enjoy the moments with them. Be present in their lives. And sometimes that means you got to tune out everything. You got to leave all the electronics at the door and you just got to focus on the gift that God has given you. The truth is this, if you're too busy for family, you are just too busy. (laughs) And in order for our lives to get better, we need to make priority what needs to be a priority in our lives. And y'all, family is a priority. Don't ever sacrifice your family for something else. Time is precious. Use it wisely. I love the quote about family that says, we may not have it all together, but together we have it all. Y'all, that just assures me and it assures you that no family is perfect. No marriage or relationship is perfect. Despite what you see on social media, we all have our challenges. We all have our obstacles. And you know what? We need to treasure what we have and not focus on the bad, but focus on getting better. And you have to remember that your family is the best team that you could ever have and build that team. Take time for that team. Be present for that team. I know you mamas and daddies are out there working hard to put food on the table and, and to, you know, just make the best for your family and kudos to you for that. But I also want to encourage you when you're home, be home. Be present. Take time to get on the floor and play. Take time to eat dinner together and communicate. Listen, uh, life is just too short. We got to spend our time wisely and enjoy those that God has given us. Okay, that's not even what I'm talking about today. So anyway, I just thought I'd say that, you know, I preach to myself all the time. Family is important. Let's talk about this episode. This episode is all about a question. What do you see? What do you see? Now, let me start by telling you a story. There was a professor who decided to give his kids a surprise exam. And when those college kids walked into the classroom and saw that piece of paper face down on their desk, they were freaking out (laughs) because they knew it was a surprise exam. They got down, they were seated, and the, the professor had them turn the piece of paper over. They were surprised again. On that piece of paper was a small black dot in the center of the paper. Man, they were confused. And the professor gave the instructions. He said, I want you to write about what you see on this paper. Well, the kids were confused, but they began to write things down. At the end of the class, the professor took up all the exams, and he started reading each one of them out loud in front of all the students. All of them, with no exception, defined the black dot trying to explain its position in the center of the sheet. And after they had all been read, the professor just looked at him and he said this. He said, hey, I'm not going to grade you on this assignment. I just wanted to give you something to think about. I want you to see that no one wrote about the white part of the paper. Everyone focused on the black dot. And I want you to see that the same thing happens in our lives. We insist on focusing only on the black dot. 
Maybe it's the health issues that bother us or the lack of money or the complicated relationship with a family member or maybe even the disappointment with a friend. The dark spots are very small when compared to everything that we have in our lives, but they are the ones that pollute our minds. And I want to encourage you as you leave college and as you go through life, take your eyes away from the black dots. Enjoy your blessings. Enjoy each moment that life gives you. Be happy and live a life filled with love. Wow, what a lesson to be learned. See, folks, what we see matters. What we see in our family, our work, our relationships, what we see usually manifest out of our mouths. Do you know the way you see your world becomes your world? The way you look at things matters. The way that you look at life matters. So let me ask you again, what do you see? Do you see brokenness in your family and marriage? Do you see lack and hopelessness? Do you see lack of ability? See, what you see matters. You may be underqualified, but if you train your mind to see yourself qualified and valuable, your world will begin to change for the better. Now, sure, you might have to learn some new things, but you have to see it in your mind first. See, when you see it through your mind's eyes, you begin to talk about it. And when you hear yourself talk about it, it builds an excitement and it brings hope and life to you. What you, what you speak about, you begin to believe <laughs> and you begin to create a new world for yourself. The words you live, I say it all the time, become the house that you live in. But if you're constantly speaking out things like, oh, this will never happen. I'm not good enough. They'll never choose me for, for promotion or my ideas will never come to pass. Man, my kids, they're never going to get their life right. My marriage is never going to be good again. See, if you begin to, if you only see that and speak that out, you know what? That's probably what will happen. But if you begin to see change and speak what you want to see, everything will begin to change for the better. You begin to think things like this. You know what? This will happen. I can see it happening. I am good enough. I am qualified. I'm good at what I do. I am in a perfect place for promotion. Oh, my kids, they're going to serve God and they're going to excel in everything they set their hand to do. See, when we change what we're seeing, we change what we're saying and then things begin to change. It's all in what you see. There was this little girl who every day came into her daddy's office in their house, and she would sit on the floor, and she would color, and she would play. And Her dad was so busy at his desk that the only way she got to spend time with him is if she went in there and played. He rarely conversed with her, let alone acknowledged her. He was busy with work. On his wall in his office, he had a sign that said, God is nowhere. See, he didn't believe in God, and he certainly never took his kids to church or his family to church. He was busy building his empire. That particular day, the little girl drew her dad a picture and took it to him as he was seated in his big desk. She had drawn his office with the desk, and the dad was in the picture, and, and then the little girl even drew the picture that was on the wall. What's interesting is what the little girl wrote. Instead of it saying, God is nowhere, her little mind wrote down, and her, her little mind wrote down what she saw, and it said this, God is now here. That's what she saw. When she gave it to her father, he noticed it, 
and he realized life was much better through the eyes of his five-year-old daughter. You know what, folks? Maybe it's time to start seeing things differently. In other words, we need to stop getting stuck in a rut, doing life, going through the motions, but instead be open to a new way of seeing, a new way of thinking. Train your mind to see the good. It may not be the way you're used to doing things, but guess what? Today is a good day to do things differently. My mom had polio since she was one and a half. One leg and foot is substantially smaller than the other, and she walks with a slight limp. She never was able to wear heels, and in fact, she wears a size 12, kid size 12 on her little foot, and her other foot wears a kid size 2. Her regular foot would wear a much bigger size, but she's always crammed that normal foot in a smaller shoe because she was so conscientious of the size difference from her little foot. And Mama never liked the way she walked. She just wanted to walk normal, without a limp. One day, she and my dad were walking with a a family friend, and they were passing by a storefront that had a glass window. Mama didn't glance at it because she didn't want to see herself walking with a limp. Now, mind you, she was probably in her 60s. The The man that was with my parents looked in the window and said to my dad proudly and with a big smile on his face, he said, John, look at Dodie. She walks like a princess. Oh, man, let me tell you something. That impacted my mom so greatly that she never again focused on the limp anymore. Instead, she had in her mind those words, I walk like a princess. See, I want you to see that one man changed the way she saw herself and thought about herself. Maybe, folks, you could do that for someone else today. Someone you encounter may be going through a hard time. Maybe you could help them see the good. Maybe help them find hope in a hopeless situation. When I was going through testing for my surgery that I had a few months ago, I had to visit another type of neuro doctor. Now, I don't know the right terminology, but I can just tell you this. She was amazingly brilliant. (laughs) She hooked me up to all these computers and poked me with needles all over my legs. It wasn't very comfortable, and at times it was very painful. To get my mind off of what she was doing, I began to talk to her, and I noticed, I really did notice her skin on her face was just beautiful. It was flawless. I mean, to me, it was just perfect. And I I really noticed her face because her hair wasn't showing. She had a scarf on her head, and I complimented her skin. And she literally stopped what she was doing and looked at me as if in disbelief. She said, Really? I said, yes, your skin is just gorgeous. What do you do to make it so perfect? She laughed and she said, chemo. I finished up my eighth treatment a few days ago. I couldn't believe it. She told me it was stage four cancer and it was her second bout with cancer. I told her she looked great and she mentioned it was because of a lot of prayer. It was quiet for a minute or two in that office and I have to tell you this, I don't always share my mom's story of being healed of cancer. I always share it when I speak, but not in person. But because she mentioned prayer, I thought maybe I should mention it. I simply said my mom went through a bout with cancer and was given just a few weeks to live, but through faith and prayer, she made it through, and she's now 85 and cancer-free. 
Y'all, I want you to know that doctor's eyes, they brightened and she stopped what she was doing and she looked at me and she said, you know, you and only one other person are the only ones who told me of someone who made it through cancer. Everyone else told me sad stories of people who didn't make it. Then she said, in fact, the other lady gave me a book of a woman who was healed of cancer and it's filled with scriptures. She said, I read that book almost every day. It's been my lifeline. She said, that book, it's by Dodie Osteen. It's a small world. I told her that was my mom and you know what? We had a moment. I didn't notice the pain from the needle she was poking in me. I wasn't bothered by the sciatica that had been draining the life out of me. At that moment, all I realized was that God put me in a room with this wonderful doctor in the midst of unfortunate circumstances so that hope and life could be given to that dear doctor. See, folks, it's not just about what you see in your life, but what you can do today to speak what you see in someone else's life and turn their situation around for the better. Two days ago, as I was flying home from Newport Beach, I had asked the gate agent if she could change my window seat to an aisle seat. The gate agent changed it, but when I got on the plane and got to my seat, an older gentleman asked me so nicely if I wouldn't mind sitting by the window because he'd had to get up a lot during the flight. He had to use a cane to walk, and I told him, no problem, and I sat by his sweet wife. Now listen, y'all, normally those seats would bother me. I get a little closed in, but this trip, it was totally fine. The wife and I began to talk, and she told me they were going on to Virginia to see their daughter. Just as we were talking, a tear came down her cheek, and she told me her daughter was very sick with an aggressive cancer, and they'd been praying things would change. What did I see? I saw what I thought would be a seat change to be a seat set up to be at just the right place at just the right time. I didn't go all spiritual on her. I simply told her I'd be praying. Another tear came down her face. She couldn't thank me enough. I say that to say to you, God often sets us up to encourage someone, to see things from a perspective that they maybe can't see at the moment because maybe their life is crowded with circumstances and pain and hopelessness. What do you see that can change someone's life for the better? Then I want to encourage you to see it and then speak it. Don't tell people why it can't be done. Tell them it can be done. Don't just think it. Say it. Speak it out. It can change a life for the better. I encourage you today, folks, to begin looking at your life differently. Start seeing through eyes of faith. Don't speak what you currently see, but instead speak what you want to see. Get a vision of abundance in your life. Get a vision of hope. Get a vision of health and healing. Get a vision of unity for you and your family. Don't just store it up for you and your four and no more. Help someone else see good things for their life. Listen, you can spend your life any way you want it, but you can only spend it once. See it Believe it, speak it, and see your world change for the better.